Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We do this every day. I'm Pat Mulroy, the director of the World of Learning Institute. The World of Learning Institute provides virtual instruction in world languages and other courses like calculus and chemistry. And this year, we're hosting full-time IU8 students through the World of Learning Extended Campus. So when it's difficult for you as a school or a district to find a teacher, we're here to talk to you about what we do every day that makes learning virtual, authentic, relevant, and engaging. That's virtual. So you can contact me at pmulroy at iu8.org or pmulroy at worldoflearninginstitute.com for more information. And I'm really excited um, to bring Ashley Herzog, one of our virtual learning facilitators full-time this year, and Courtney Benino, um, another virtual learning facilitator who you've heard from and also is curating our social media content and doing a fabulous job. Um, last week, we talked about the story of the world of learning and um, what you can expect when you're looking for or need a teacher. And so we followed Dorothy down the road. So we're going to have our imaginary Dorothy with us today in the back of our minds as we um, think about that welcome home. So Ashley, Courtney, um, welcome to the podcast. And I know you both welcome your students home. Tell me about it a little bit. Sure, thanks for having us, Pat. Um, I think this is an interesting chapter, the welcome home, um, especially as we start the school year, because you know that kids coming into the virtual space are always more hesitant to walk into class that day than they are in in-person class. Like you can just sense it. They don't know like, can I unmute and say hi? Like if I have a question, what do I do? Do I type it in the chat? Do I just raise my hand? So like, I think one of the things I try to do in the first few weeks is really make them feel like they're home in the school building with me. Um, I try my best to make them feel like I'm standing there in front of them. I say, when you come in, like, feel free, unmute to say hi, like act like I'm greeting you at the door. I want them to know that I'm there for them like a teacher in the building would be. Excellent. And that like explicit um, direction, I think, is important because I don't know, for me, sometimes I'm nervous when I go into a virtual meeting, even when I'm leading it to say to people, try this or try that. How about you, Ashley? What are some of your um, nuggets of wisdom? So this year was interesting because I was doing some onboarding, which is that first part where kids are getting into the classroom for the first time and, you know, they're not familiar with Canvas or Zoom. And it was really interesting because they are hesitant, but they 90% of the time are, you know, ready to hit the ground running. They have questions. And it's great being that person there, like with the knowledge to read, kind of reassure them that, hey, I've been doing this. I know what needs to be done. If you follow along with me, I will get you where you need to go. And I really enjoyed that process this year because normally I see the kids usually like day two or three after they've already been onboarded. But to be that person that's opening the door for the first time and getting their logins working, making sure passwords are functioning, just felt like a really fantastic experience. Yeah. And I think that's, um, I think sometimes too, like people think, you know, we're doing this ASL initiative now through the Bureau of Special Education and the Department of Education in Pennsylvania. And um, people are saying, okay, when do the kids start class? And it's, you know, like the backside of it, which you both know really well too, part of that welcome is making sure that our courses are engaging and that there's that infrastructure on the days that they're not with a live teacher. So, you know, it's really easy to do it on those days, but I think, you know, it's one of those interesting things, like the kids just don't walk in the door 
and the school, you know, school starts. Um, both of you have been doing a really great job with course building. Can you talk a little bit about some of the things? And I know you two especially have collaborated because I think you've taught at there, you know, one of you took level two, and one of you took level three, um, you know, making sure that it's kind of in sync. Um, talk a little bit about that asynchronous welcome and that asynchronous feeling of home that you try to build as well. Um, so, yeah, we've collaborated a lot. Uh, Ashley built level two, I built level three, and, and we did a lot of talking about how we're going to make level one through three cohesive and keeping students at the level where, okay, they've accomplished this in two, now they're ready for it in three. So we made sure that they would feel comfortable moving on to the next level, that we would even tie in elements that would review things. So you know, you don't learn something once and just forget it and move on. We wanted to touch on things again. So we kept in contact about making sure we covered this, um, some of the same things in terms of like maybe grammar or a special piece of content. Um, but we also tried to make our courses really culturally relevant this year, I feel like. Um, we did a lot of work over the summer of finding really authentic resources that would engage the students on those days when they're not with us. It's not just clicking through something or watching a video that's going to bore them. We really tried to make it fun and engaging. That's awesome. Absolutely. And I'll reinforce that. Um, Courtney and I spoke so much about not just leveling up to the next level, but also reinforcing what happened at ground one, ground two, and then three. Uh, I was fortunate coming into building. I had already seen a storyboarded course thanks to Olivia's Spanish one last year with survival Spanish, which got me thinking kind of throughout the year of what I wanted Spanish two to look like and where then from Spanish two, we could move from the story of surviving to getting more comfortable and then to really getting immersed in the culture. And I think Spanish 2 does a great job this year of being a choose your own adventure course where the students can kind of make their own journey happen. Um, they can plan their trip to their choice of country and then learn what it's like to go to a store there. You know, what museums could they go and visit? So even though we're not physically traveling to Chile or Argentina anytime soon, uh, they get a little sense of the world and like Courtney said, the different culture that is out there and how each Spanish speaking country is culturally different from another one. That way they're not just like, oh, Spanish speaking countries are all the same. No, they're very different. And each one has a really rich culture. And we really kept that concept of being authentic and getting that real world application through levels one, two, and three. And I'm very proud of the work we did. And like Courtney said, we're collaborating not just on the build level, but also in the live sessions. Like, hey, I have a cool resource. What do you think about we both use it this week? And getting to share those slides and design lessons has made me feel like my live sessions are even more engaging than they are in the past. And then they have things that they can work on that kind of keeps that momentum going through each week. That's really awesome. I, you know, I know, I kind of know this as you're saying it, because, you know, you can kind of see it in the background. And I think people often say, well, you know, gosh, that must be awful. You work from home all the time. You don't get to talk to anybody all day. And, you know, like when you said, Courtney, you know, we talked a lot. I, I wrote that down. Like, I think it's really important people understand, you know, we do talk a lot. And it's, I don't know, I feel like in some ways, um, it's, for me, it's not as isolating working with the world of learning as I was you know, even as a building level principal, I could go out and walk the hallways and see people or go to lunch and do those kinds of things. Um, or, but, but in a classroom, you know, when you're in a classroom all day long, you know, with the four walls or the gym walls or whatever it is you're doing, um, 
it felt so much more isolated. I felt very isolated as a teacher, like, and, you know, through the varieties of tools we have um, to see the collaboration that happens. I mean, I mean, can you talk about how it feels like home for a teacher too? Like, you know, what that feels like, Ashley, like you've been doing this probably, you've probably seen it evolve more. Courtney probably came on as we've already had teams, but. Yeah, I'm really fortunate. This is my sixth year. So I've seen us starting from, okay, we had a handful of students and then we were really heavily on the long-term sub thing to now, oh my gosh, we have kids that are coming to us the entire year for every course. And it's, it's so fantastic. I get so excited to talk about what we do here at the World of Learning. And Pat knows, Courtney, I think I've talked to about this as well. I really did not thrive in the in-person brick and mortar environment. Um, it was hard for me. I felt very young and the students were too close in age to me at the time. And just being the youngest in a team, even though there were other people there, I felt like my voice was very limited in what I could say and the changes that I could make. Whereas at the world of learning, I can come to Pat or Courtney and say, you know, I don't love how this is functioning, but I have this idea. Can we at least try it? You know, and there's a lot of respect for individuality. Um, you know, I've come to work with purple hair, pink hair, blue hair, and nobody's ever questioned it. You just love me as I am. And I think that then extends to the students. The students know it's a safe and respectful place because we as colleagues have our each other's backs as well. And so there's a lot of just support from start to finish. And Courtney's like my favorite person to talk to. I think I message her on Teams like 16 times a day or I text her <laughs> on a Saturday morning. Like I have this great idea, but I'm like out at Walmart. So I can't Teams you, but I'm just going to text you really quick. And she's always gung-ho for that. I appreciate her. That's so cool. Courtney, you're laughing. T talk about yeah, it. I mean, like Ashley and I, I definitely <laughs> talked to Ashley so much about everything. And we've now evolved. Like we were doing the texting and the Teams and now we're like, in the same Google slides together, commenting yes. back and forth, like, oh, this is a great idea. I completely forgot we have Pear Deck. Let's add that in. So like, we just are bouncing off our ideas each other all day long. And it's definitely, I think Ashley messaged me this the other day, like it's motivating us more yeah. to make our live sessions more engaging because now, like when you make your lesson, you're like in your own head and you don't, you're kind of blindsided and, and you don't see all these other ideas. Mm -hmm. The second you hear an idea from someone else, it can just get the ball rolling and it just yeah. makes it so much more fun to play on. Yeah. And it's so cool because Courtney has just like the deepest well of resources I've ever seen. And so she pulls out the coolest resource and then I can be like, oh, I have a nice activity we could do with that. So we pair and it takes a little bit of that cognitive load. We talked a lot about that this year and I don't feel mentally burnt out the way I have in other years, maybe where I was, you know, more of an island. The collaboration just takes that pressure off. Yeah. And I, I mean, for me, I've watched as we've gotten with teams to see the amount of ways that people, even across um, different disciplines, have really collaborated with each other. And I think that's kind of really fun too. Um, I just, I don't know. It's, it's just really fun for me to see you know, all of that emerge. And then to hear you, you guys talk like, cause I don't know, like the day-to-day -day relationships between people, but, you know, I know that, you know, lots of folks end up pairing up and sharing slides and, you know, having like common areas for resources. And I just want to give out a shout out to Courtney too, because she's um, the learning llama. If any of you want to follow along, she provides like really great resources out there, um, you know, in the public domain on her own. Um, that I think would help people, whether they're in brick and mortar or a virtual setting. And we're thankful that, you know, her students get that access from us as well. But I think, 
that sharing is so important. And that idea of respecting each other and respecting each other's ideas, I think really comes through. Um, yeah. What else do you feel like makes it feel like home? Um, I think all the teachers here are so open-minded, which is really good. And I don't know, I just don't feel like they're afraid to reach out and ask for help or ask for ideas, which I think is really good because sometimes like in person, you might be afraid to walk into someone's room and go over and ask if they're like free to, to plan together. You don't want to do that. But um, Nancy, one of the other teachers that's doing three this year, I've talked to her quite, quite a bit already and shared some resource with, resources with her. And it's just nice to to know that she's not afraid to ask for help and to get to know me. And so developing that relationship has been good so far too. Yeah. That's awesome. It is awesome that people feel comfortable. And I think the fact that you respond and say yes, makes it like opens the door further. Yeah. I've certainly never felt like I couldn't admit when I didn't know how to do something or that I couldn't admit, you know, I'm stuck. I'm not sure what to do here. You know, can someone provide guidance? And that's the other interesting thing is because there's so many diverse you know, colleagues to go to, somebody always has the idea, somebody always has the answer. And it's been really interesting to meet some of our newer teachers this year and be able to be kind of, you know, that guidepost for them. Like, yeah, take my slides. I don't care. If you have questions about how to use them, ask me, or you're not sure how to mute everybody in Zoom, allow me to show you, you know, <laughs> and just to be able to support each other has made me feel really confident in my own abilities. Like I do know this stuff, but also if I don't, it's okay to admit that and go ask. Yeah. Well, I think, do you all practice your languages with each other at all? Do you speak in Spanish when you're working or do you mostly speak in English? I think we speak mostly in English, I would say. I would say mostly English. But there are times where, like even during the course bill, like I would type stuff out in Spanish and we would like say, I don't know what word goes here. What do you yeah. guys think? And Olivia was like, yeah, prepositions are hard. Like, I don't know. What do you guys think? So we do like work through those pieces together, especially because we're not native speakers. So it's nice yeah. to yes. bounce ideas off of each other that way too. And it's fantastic because not only are most of us not native speakers, but also there's just so many different ways that you can say the same thing. And so we have the conversation about what is the most effective, like from a student's perspective, like we might understand that, but from their perspective, coming in as a new learner, what makes the most sense for them? Where can we find a cognate here to simplify this maybe, or to level it up in a way that does not feel overwhelming to them? So I appreciated that as well. Because sometimes you're just stuck. I'm like, what is that word? Like, <laughs> What do you say for that? Yeah. Well, and I think in some languages, you know, it's hard because you're talking about maybe like a concept or a heart, like a that's something that's culturally relevant, which I think, you know, in infusing culture into, you know, the subject areas is really important. I think it's I, I know language really specifically speaks to it, but I think culture impacts, you know, how we teach history, it impacts, you know, how we teach math and, you know, English literature and, you know, world literature and all of those different things, you know, and I was reading an article, it was saying that Miami, there's a linguist in Miami who's studying and saying that there's a new dialect in Southern um, Florida because of the influence of all of the folks who have come from Cuba since the like the 60s, the early 60s, late 50s, early 60s. And they were saying like some of the ways that like I might say I'm inviting someone to a party, they will say um, George is going to the party and I'm inviting him. You know, like, like so there's just like the, the ways that we structure our grammar in English and the mm -hmm. way 
grammar is structured in other languages and cultures you know like german like there was something else i read and it was talking about how um, people in german who speak in german listen more because you don't get to the the act active word what's that um not preposition the um verb verb until the end of the word and so you don't know the action to ask the question about until they get to the end of their sentence. So there's not as much butting in in German. So, Ooh. you know, it's, it's just like really interesting kinds of, um, you know, things that happen in languages that make me think about how does that, because I think all good teaching translates mm -hmm. to a variety of subjects. You know, I don't think it's, I think what we've learned from doing world languages, you know, kind of as a niche, I think can only help us as we branch out into other other subject areas. So do you guys have any final um, words that you want to um, impart on our listeners today? Um, I'm just, this chapter two, welcome home. I just think it's such a good phrase for the world of learning. Being virtual, I just think people can be hesitant with virtual learning, with taking a remote job, either side of it. Um, but I think the world of learning does a really good job of making people feel home, of making them feel comfortable here. Um, and of actually getting them warmed up to feel like they're home rather quickly, which is a good feeling. Awesome. How about you, Ash? Absolutely. Courtney's always so good at like just taking the words out of my mouth. But from <laughs> the side as, you know, an instructor, as an employee, but also from the learning side, I think we do a great job of not only linking students within their own classroom, but linking them to students, maybe potentially at other schools and showing them like, you're not alone. You're not an island out here. There's somebody with you at all times. And it's a great feeling. Awesome. Well, you know, I think it kind of shows, you know, we have at this point, the world of learning, you know, aside from all those impromptu Zooms, et cetera, we have um, 53 of you working with us this year. Um, which is a lot. We have 230 sections of courses. Um, we've branched out from languages and ASL to physics, calculus, general science, library, and STEM. And that's just the world of learning. And then, you know, we've got this full-time program going, Ashley, that you referenced a little while ago with things like music, obviously the library that we talked about, art, health, PE, you know, in addition to core subjects. So, um, it's been a bit of a frantic, um, you know, anytime you do something new, you get into this like, oh my God. Um, so I think we've all been a little frantic. So um, to feel that like welcome home, to feel like this is a home space, it's safe. You know, when I'm feeling overwhelmed that there's somebody who's going to calm me down, you know, for all of you who like, you know, we were asking Ashley to onboard because we had all these people coming in at the same time, you know, and just to know that we're a team and that we're there to help each other does kind of make it feel like, like, so even if you don't know each other really well, you know, maybe outside of work, you know, we have a really great relationship and a supportive relationship inside of work. And, you know, I hope that that continues. And that is what we do every day at the World of Learning is to create these safe spaces that feel safe for people to learn, um, to take risks, to try and grow, because I think that's really the only way that it happens. So I want to thank you, Ashley and Courtney, for spending a bit of your busy, hectic day with me to talk about what we do every day. I'm Pat Mulroy at the World of Learning. Ashley, Courtney, thank you so much. And if you need us, you can email me at pmulroy at worldoflearning.com. And please share 
um, our recordings and our newsletter uh, with everyone uh, if you think this is a good podcast. So thanks, everybody. Thanks, Courtney. Thanks, Ashley. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Have a good day.